from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge podcast, powered by CoachesEdge.coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. I'd like to welcome Zach Gonzalez to the Coach's Edge podcast. He's been in player development and intern at the University of Oregon. Same thing with the Los Angeles Lakers. And now uh, he's an NBA basketball trainer. He works with a handful of your favorite NBA players that, that you watch, whether uh, you know ESPN or anywhere else. Uh, works with a variety of players in season out. Uh, Peyton Pritchard is one that we were chatting about a little bit earlier. Um, a ton of great things. You've had a chance to, you know, work with LeBron and Carmelo Anthony and Westbrook and uh, a lot of great players with with the Lakers, uh, Phil Handy, I'm sure his, his name is going to come up as we, as we get in here there, one of the you know premier player development coaches out there. But uh, Zach, first off, I want to welcome you to the Coach's Edge podcast. And I'm going to give you a, a softball here. Okay. What's your what's your player comp? This could be a current or former NBA player. What's your player comp? Oh, my player comp is funny enough. It, it's Danny Green. Mm. That's who I, Danny Green and Clay Thompson is who are growing like um, getting into like middle school, high school. That's who uh, my high school coach took me in. Kind of was like, hey, this is what your game's gonna be like. In those full circle moments, now I work with Danny Green. I actually mm. work him out, and mm. Clay Thompson help out sometimes with Clay, and then when mm. he's in town, so it's a uh, it's crazy how life kind of works like that. <laughs> that is very cool. That, that's uh, that's awesome. Before we get started, and we're going to talk player development, we're going to talk about shooting the basketball, some of the things that you've picked up from, you know, really working with the world's, you know, top 1% and how that can help, you know, all of our coaches that are listening. But I just want to thank you. You've made a positive impact on my life. There was a, I'm going way back, maybe like six months. And I've trained a guy named Vito Brown. Right. And so Vito yeah. Brown, he he played maybe he got he, he played like a uh, on the summer league for the Lakers at one point. Maybe that's how you guys got connected. I'm not sure. Yeah. He's he's one of the best players in Turkey right now. Having another great have another great season. But, you know, he puts something up on Instagram and, and like always, he gets a lot of people that comment on it. And for some reason, I saw one of your comments and I rarely ever click on a profile. I just don't. I don't care, to be honest with you, most of the time. But I, yeah. I clicked on the profile, and I, I went and I looked. I was like, that's kind of cool. And then I clicked on some of the stories, and you have some notes that you've written down from your time with the Los Angeles Lakers, and there's some some nuggets of wisdom that you put down. And so I'm just going to read a couple of these out, and these are completely random because, yeah. as you can see, like this is some <laughs> golden nuggets right here. Um, so as you're going through, what's holding me back from getting where I want to go? Am I being a fountain or a drain in people's life? Training for free, I'm sleeping in my car. There's a podcast right there. Countless hours driving up and down the West Coast. Are you afraid of change? What do you think needs to change in your life? Are you in the moment? It goes on and on. It goes on and on. But I went through every one of these, and there were actually some that I – 
uh, wrote down and took notes of just from a personal mm-hmm. development standpoint. I was like, man, these are some great nuggets for me to keep in mind as I try to continue to develop, become a better person, make a positive impact with all the people that I get the chance to to coach and train and work with. And so uh, when I saw that, I was like, this this guy's worth worth the follow. I'm gonna hit the follow uh, button. I appreciate here. that. And uh, <laughs> been following you since, and 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 you're all over the place which is really cool. You've been to China recently, which was great. You spend a lot of time with, with, and over in Boston uh, yes. with, with Peyton Pritchard, which is, which is really cool. So let's start with the Lakers. You're interning with the Lakers. You get a chance to work with LeBron, Westbrook, Carmelo, Anthony, Austin Reeves, right? You work a lot with Austin Reeves. Mm-hmm. The list goes on and on. Besides some of the basic physical skills, what are some of the characteristics that make players like that so great? Players like that, I'm like, when I think of a pro it's funny. I think of the first person that comes to mind is uh, Russell Westbrook. You you know, you look at him this year, like, hey, hey, you know, hey, T. Lou, I don't care what it takes. I'll come off the bench. Just, I'll come off the bench. That's fine. You know, I'll sacrifice. I'll play 14, 15 minutes. Um, you know, it took him a second to get there, but just the ultimate pro that's like, hey, I'm going to sacrifice what it takes to win and show up every day with good energy. Because um, we all have bad days, good days, bad days. But it's funny, being around Russ, you wouldn't really – know when he's having a bad day because he's always going to look you in the eyes he, he's like hey how are you doing like you know put, put his hand on his shoulder and so um something that you know when I was there you know it was my rookie year as a coach and he, he remember put his arm around me and he was like I got your back I'm your vet and I got you and just that right there in the time of you know I'm in a new new world new field I'm like oh man like go from college for five years University of Oregon you know, guys kind of look up to you in a way. You're a mentor. NBA is a little different. You're around grown men, especially people I've been watching since middle school. So uh, for him to do that, it just it, it says a lot about how he – and I always watched him, how he made people feel, talking to even the custodian. He always said hi. I always respected everybody. And it's something that when I think of – it's a characteristic he had. He's just always a pro, and that's one of the things that I feel like uh, people leave out. You know, a lot of people just talk about showing up to work, but then also just how do you treat people? That's really big. I'm really big on on the court, off the court development. And Russ was the ultimate pro with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just showing up, his mentality coming to the game. You see that dog mentality. Yeah. It just switches during the game. You know, he does the whole, oh, and it's just, <laughs> after the game, he'll give, my, you know, give somebody his shoes. And it's just, can't speak any higher of Russ. He's the best teammate, the best person, one of the best people I've ever coached, ever mm-hmm. been with. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Peyton Pritchard is somebody that you spend uh, a lot of time with and, you know, from the outside looking in, you know, again, West Coast guy, undersized guard. I think this translates to, you know, a lot of players out there, regardless of level that, you know, they're playing against players with more length, right? Players that that can jump a little bit higher. Uh, You work a lot with him. What are some of the skills that you work on with him to be so effective when playing against, you know, other NBA players that, you know, from just the, the eye test say, boy, they're a little more talented. Yeah. With Peyton, it's being uh, being crafty. And we got to be very efficient with everything we do. We can't know, you know, I call it no banana to the rim. No, no you're not. We're not going around. We got to, you know, be very efficient with, with our cuts, with our movements, no wasted movements. So even with all of my guys, I really call it, hey, I'm just cutting off the fat. That's all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. We're not going to ch- change much. We're, we're just trimming the fat off. Um, so really with him and like right now, the biggest thing we're working on and going into the summer is finishing. I think that's something he struggles with. He gets in the trees or he'll go off one foot and try to, um, and you know, he, he's a strong guy. Mm-hmm. He was like, get into some guy's chest. I mean, if you have 
you know, Brunson or let's say someone else like Benedict Matherin, who's, you know, not a footer, you know, but they're around 6'5", good size. You can still get into their chest. It's going to create, you take that impact, they're going to go like this. That's mm-hmm. knocking off around three inches of their mm-hmm. vert, two to three inches. You can still get that shot off. So I think right now um, that's our biggest theme that I'm, I'm sending him clips on different finishes. I'll send him TJ McConnell clips. TJ McConnell's very crafty. He'll get in there. You know, um, the way I break down a court is in like three levels. You know, you have the third level by the basket, the middle kind of center by the free throw line is the second level, and then above is the first. So really working on him getting in the second level or decision-making, either keeping mm-hmm. our dribble alive, kicking it out, or just, man, the hoops right there. Use our pivots, mm-hmm. our footwork. Mm-hmm. So that's been the biggest thing we're really working on with him and trying try to teach him, like, slow down, breathe. You don't have, it doesn't have to be a three. You know, you you know, opportunities to get there. It's like fading away a little bit sometimes. So that's the biggest thing. Sorry, I'm ranting, but it's, no, it's so much we're working on. We're go, we're going on. So you 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 break down these levels, you know, with, mm-hmm. with his his ability, and as you mentioned, very strong. So he's got the the ability to break down from the first level, getting down to level two. Yes. Two or is it three? Uh, mm-hmm. Making some of those decisions. So when you're training, you know, how how do you get? You know, what are some of the things that you do? Obviously, you mentioned the video and the and the clips, which is instrumental. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the court, what are some of the things that you would go over to help him work on some of those skills? Um, yeah, so so I would I would have so with Peyton like last summer worked on a bit this summer. I have other big bodies on the court, or right? I even I love um integrating workouts. So I might have Damian Jones who's with the Cavaliers on one side, you know, and then Payne on the other side, then I'll combine them. So I'll have them do their own thing for like 20, 30 minutes. Have whether it's uh one of my partners whoever helping me out, I trust them with my life, they'll be on this side, you know, putting Damian through some stuff. That'll combine them, and I'll also make Damian better. You know, we're going one-on-one position to close out some sort of action that gets into a position they'll get to in a game. Mm-hmm. So Damian has to defend a smaller guard, you know, out on the perimeter. If he gets, you know, switched on the pick and roll, then again, P, like I might put a rule like, hey, you have to finish these. Everyone, you're going to the basket. Be crafty. So working over a guy who, when he jumps, he's seven-seven when he jumps. Um, so Damian's like a, a solid six-ten, you know, good body. Just putting him in those game situations. You know, I might place a couple different guys on the floor, like RP. Um, I know you can get by me, you know. <laughs> so I might be guarding you at the perimeter. Once you get by, you, you know, got to finish high. We're going to finish high on all these. Just putting him in different situations and allow his creativity. I won't always tell him how to finish because mm-hmm. I want I want my guys to, in a game, don't be a robot. Don't right. be a robot. So uh, use creativity, have fun with it. And uh, it's just a way to not – get it boring so when i do finishing drills sometimes i'll give them the basics of it and like finish however you want if you get to your right hand it's kind of where you get to your left just mix it up but use your creativity mm-hmm. that's the way i kind of keep it fresh with them and i yeah, don't want them to be robotic because i do see sometimes you know i made a mistake too as a player development coach um all right this is how you're going to finish and there's a learner's oh it's kind of robotic in a game that i'm noticing is not translating in a game whether it's with scotty pippen jr and so, like, probably, like, a year and a half ago, two years, I had to really sit back and think, like, well, why? Why? Uh, watch a lot of films. Like, well, let me just free up, use their imagination. Well, I'm getting there. I'm doing what you're saying. I'm like, okay. Well, if his hand's right there, it's like, man, well, you're right. I'm not accounting for him. I'll be there. You might need right. to. So uh, just letting guys have that freedom a little bit. Uh, the com- combination of the structure that fits into the game action they're going to see mm-hmm. combined with the creativity of letting themselves, especially at that level, right? You know, at, at a younger level, they may not know how to do something, period. Yeah. So at some point, you just got to yeah. teach them 
yeah definitely a piece of footwork or whatever that might be um but that's the the basement right or the ground yeah. floor right and then and then building in the freedom and the variety that you want to have because of those split second decisions that you need to make yeah. in the game is is huge um 30 minutes workout you mentioned it earlier in the email during the season you're trying you know to be very efficient with your time you know you're traveling mm -hmm. around you want to limit some of the wear and tear on uh, these these guys bodies what do you do in, in in thirty minutes? I know I know high school teams are warming up for thirty minutes before they, <laughs> they start uh, they start practice, right? Uh, you see some of the the long warm ups at the NBA level, yeah. where, you know they're warming up, but you 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 fly in right to a city or, or they're coming out uh, to 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 where you're at. You had a short amount of time to be effective. What are some of the things you really focus yeah. on? So let's go over, like, let's say, for example, uh, so this Friday, take a red eye to Boston. I'll be there for uh, like a week with the Celtics and Peyton. Um, so Saturday, play the Clippers. Um, this Sunday will be an off day. So Sunday, we'll get in probably in the afternoon. And I understand he just had a game, probably played 20 minutes. He just had team shoot practice in the morning. And I'm always respectful of the team. That's, that's the biggest thing. You know, we'll circle back later. It's like, I think – player development coaches need to, it's always a collaboration between you and the player mm -hmm. and then you and that the team, the coach, whether it's high school coach, you know, don't try to make it your show. Ask the coach. You know, I, I talk with the Celtics constantly. Um, it's like, hey, what do you guys want? What spots do you want him in? Because it's not my show. This isn't mm -hmm. about me. It's about the athlete. Um, and some days you don't want him working out. Hey, we want him off his feet. Okay, I'm going to respect that. You know, because, um, but in going, going to that, like, so if it's 30 minutes, uh, I mean, so Sunday we will, he'll do his ball handling warm up. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it on YouTube, just quick ball handling, take five minutes. And all my guys breaking a sweat before they step on the court, whether that's our vitamins, I have different warm up types on the breaking a sweat. As soon as we step on, like, I need your intense focus. Uh, I need you locked in because we're going to go 30 minutes, I put 30 minutes on the clock. We'll get out of here. Some guys uh, want another ball handling drill, do ball hand for two to three minutes. You know, then we're going spot shots. Um, for example, Peyton, I'll start at the mid-range. We're going to make five in a row. Just, you know, those are your form. You know, we'll go in the paint a little bit, a little movement, a little form shooting. Um, and my form shooting is a little different. You know, sometimes we sit there, like, we younger kids, yes, we'll sit there and shoot, you know, very under control. With my guys, I'll get them bouncing around. One, two, right here, just close to the basket. Still staying close to the basket, more just off a of dribble, just really jumping, get our feet activated. Um then we'll go right into game action. So pain a lot of the times is, uh, you know, I'll be Tatum. You know, he'll go, you know, he'll set a go screen and get his feet around, shot. You know, then we'll go, oh, we're making 10, can't miss two in a row. So if we finish on that right side, once he hits 10, all right, now we're shooting 20, can't miss two in a row. Or then we got to make 10 in a row. I'll start to set games like that so they can see the ball going through the net in those challenges, mental challenges. I'm just mm -hmm. like, man, I just hit 15 in a row. Yeah, it's, you know, it's easy. Like, mm -hmm. Um, he'll do a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things like that with Peyton. Um, and then if it's a long day, let's say he played 30 minutes, Hey, we're just going to get spot shots. You're going to feel the ball. And then other times, Steve, it turns into like just a, a therapy session. You just, I'm going <laughs> to let him, let him vent, let him talk. You know, I've done it before with my guys or we just go get free throws, hundred free throws and get out of here. So it's always, it's always different. It's never the mm -hmm. same. Uh, like a, I always love feeling the room. Hey, how do you feel? Cause it's a collaboration with my player. Uh, how do you feel? How are you feeling? I kind of go based off that. What percentage are we at? Give my guys a percentage. What percentage are we at? Okay. I'll talk to the staff and, hey, if we're full go, all right, it might be a little more difficult. It might be a little more cardio. 
Um, but if it's like they just want to get in because they, then it's going to be, and they're tired, then we're just going to hit a lot of shots in a row. Get mm-hmm. to see, see the ball go through the net, have the shot feeling good, and get you off your feet. Ice bath, hot tub, get out of here. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, I, I think that a lot of people listen to this and and they're like, you know, none of that was the cool thing I saw on Instagram or yeah. TikTok, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, n- n- none of that was was on there. What are you What are you talking about? I'm I'm, I'm doing you know this and 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 these things got a million, you know, no likes, but you know that's that was one of my next questions. Is you know, what are some of those things from a skill development aspect that these guys do so much better than everybody else? Like, is it for the most part, it's like, it's the basic things. They just do them more consistent and at a higher level than the average player. Yes. It's attention to detail. I think that's what separates, you know, it's, we might go DHO handoffs to the shot, or we might just go jab shot, fly by shot. You know, we're very efficient with our movements. We might go to ear to ear, put the ball down, step back, but we're repping those out and also it's very efficient. It's not sloppy. Our hips are down. You know, a lot of guys, when they do the pump fake, they'll get, they'll stand up, drop mm-hmm. up, and like mm-hmm. just so much wasted movements. No, yeah. I was telling guys like hips loaded, mm-hmm. hips loaded all the time. Have our hips loaded. We're coming across and we're coming through. If we're doing uh, like a full court drill, I need your hips slightly bent, loaded, because mm-hmm. there's nowhere to go but up from there. Mm-hmm. But a lot of guys will come down and down, dip, and then go. It's like, I'm cool with the dip. Like, hey, let's, yeah. Yep. yeah, just our hips, load them. So, they, a lot of my guys, the NBA guys, I know it's the difference between my NBA guys, some of my college guys, like Andre Suryakovich, who's learning how to become a pro. You know, his dad was Pajan. You know, he's been around it, but he's learning how to work like a pro. Um, it's just attention to detail. We're not doing anything cute. Like, and I I'm, I have an open door policy. Anybody can come, come on workouts. And it's funny, I do hear that, I'm like, man, this isn't like, uh, no offense, this isn't like anything like, uh, like Instagram sexy. Like, yeah, no, nah, it's very just details, rep it out. Mm-hmm. cute gets you beat all that stuff it yeah. gets you beat yeah. you know that's the coach side of me cute gets you beat so yep. uh, i wish kids could see that more just yeah. come in more and see and understand like being approached perfect simple mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't get bored with the basics yeah yeah i was talking with uh, another a friend of mine who's a, a junior college coach earlier and and just talking about the the and he does some training as well like mm-hmm there wants to be like this, this enjoyment and you're doing something new and fun and cool. But also like, if you just really go to a player and most Mm -hmm. certainly someone who's getting paid millions of dollars, Mm -hmm. you go to them and you're saying, listen, this is going to make you better. This is going to get you more playing time. This is going to make you more effective and you're probably not going to like it. Yeah. I'm all in. I'm still going to be all in. I'll run through a wall for you if, if that's the case, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you just told me all I need to know, right? Maybe it's not mm-hmm. going to be as entertaining, whatever. You just told me this is going to make me a better player. Yeah. I, that's when I really want to have fun is out on the court. Keep doing uh-huh. what I continue to do. I'm in. And I think as as trainers, regardless of level, if we can have some more conversations like that with the yeah. players we work with, Right. Uh-huh. One, they're they're gonna get better, right? And two, we're gonna, like you said, cute get you beat. We're gonna get rid of some of the cute stuff, right? And get a yeah. little more of the things that happen in uh-huh. the actual in the actual game. Uh you mentioned talking with the Celtics a lot, working with these NBA teams. Yeah, uh, I'm sure how do you 
collaborate to make sure that you're taking care of these guys inside in season, off season with the NBA coaching staff, with their yeah. strength coach and, and some of the scheduling. So, you know, they don't get worn down. Yeah. It, I mean, it takes, you know, it takes time. It's like anything uh, you have to water, water these relationships. So for example, if it's uh, Benedict Matherin in the summer, um, the United Pacers sent two coaches down to watch the workouts uh, just to see like, Hey, how's he looking? How's he doing? They ended up staying for like three weeks. Um, cause then I was just kind of like, well, how about you guys take a segment of the workout? I'll take the other half. Let's work together. Like this, mm-hmm. he's your player. This isn't, once again, this isn't my show. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make this about me. It's, it's, it's a collaboration. Yeah. And they were kind of like, Oh, Oh, no, no, he really does. Okay. All right. You know? Uh, so we started doing that just really establish that relationship so you can see how I work. What are my, what's my foundation? What my, you know, what do I stand by? And they can get also comfortable and get comfortable with them, you know? Mm-hmm. And also let the player get comfortable because I think so many times like uh, the player is hearing what his trainer is saying, what his coach is saying, and what is all these different voices messing with the player. So uh, really just uh, meeting with these teams, talking to them, you let them get to know me. And then uh, just over time, when they feel comfortable, like there's been times like the last time I was out there in Boston, me and Payne didn't even work out. Celtics called one of the assistants. It was like, hey, you need to come out here. He's mentally, he's just... He just needs a familiar face. He he needs a, a friend. So I just went out there and I was just with him for five days, you know, just talking about who we watch film, but no on court stuff because they didn't want that. And it's just in return, you kind of get their respect. Like, okay, he's, you know, he's there with us. Mm-hmm. So sorry, hopefully I'm answering the question correctly. Um, but yeah. that just kind of goes into goes into it a little bit. Uh, it, be, it sounds like communication and relationships. Yeah, communicating right. relationships. Yeah, it's just like. Over time, it will grow organically, and it's a beautiful thing. We've we've always, I mean, we've all had relationships who that haven't felt organic, or it's felt one side, or somebody wants something. It's like when you come into a relationship just with just pure intentions, beautiful things happen. You know, true in life, true in sport. Like, mm-hmm. so I really try to carry that those principles in life with me on the court. Mm-hmm. Same with my players. Uh, great wisdom right there, and it it just makes me think similar to what we just talked about. With like, I don't have to enjoy the drill sometimes. Yeah, like. You spot shooting. It's good for you. Like, can it get boring at times? Yeah, but I'm yeah. going to become a better shooter. So I'm just going to, yeah. I'm just going to do it. Um, and the same thing when, when it comes to developing those relationships, like whether it's with the, with the front office or with the players that you're working with, if they know that you have their best interest in mind, if they know that you care about them and you want what's best for them, right. Then that relationship yeah. grows, the, the trust go, grows, the communication is going to continue to improve. And then you're off and running. And so it's very important for us to develop uh, those relationships and, and continue that uh, throughout the course of, you know, somebody's career, as long as we're trying to, to help them out. You mentioned shooting being, uh, you know, something that you really love um, and, and a strength of yours as far as helping players. Um, you know, what are some of the common strengths that you have? I mean, you mentioned Danny Green. I mean, just, I mean, how many big shots has he hit over his yeah. you know, entire career, right? A million. What are some of the common strengths that you see players have that you work with? Uh, to be able to – the next play mentality. Right. I, I think that having that, it's uh, – being with Clay. Clay's taught me a lot, just having the next play, you know. Because you see Clay struggles, and so I see him for all-star break. He's he's at, you know, my gym in the summer with um, somebody I'm really close to, Char- Charlie Torres. You know, he's been gracious enough to like, hey, Zach, I don't really care for ball handling. Clay wants to learn ball handling. Can you put him through mm-hmm. some stuff mm-hmm. and invite me in and have no ego? And then when he's busy, hey, Clay needs to work out. Can you work him out? 
and most guys aren't really like that. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, like thank you. But anyway, so that's how I got to know Clay. And Clay has this mentality of like, yeah, it's okay. Just basketball. And at first I was like, what? Really? It took me a while to understand, like, yeah, like there's things bigger than basketball. Like the ball's gonna go in the hoop. Like then Danny just has this, oh, next one's going in. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Duncan Robson, next one's going in. And so on it being around these guys and seeing it, it's like, oh man, like they have this ability to cross wide or a great shooter to work with just next shots going in they have they think every shot's going in but when it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't dwell on we see a lot right. with younger kids even with me in the past three four shots you're missing five in a row because oh, man man it's like no move on turn the page so that's a common thing with with, with great shooters that that I, that I notice and their attention to detail and that's why in drills with the uh, high level shooters you might go make 10 in a row we might make 20 in a row i'll put time, a time limit on it I'll put them all like we have like a little group chat, like some of the best shooters I work with. And then I'll, I'll have a game. Right, he got the best time. Like, oh, man, I'm going to beat yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Clay that. comes in like he wants to beat it, you know, and these guys. <laughs> I'm like, hey, like if we're doing the Phil Beckner, you know, make two at each spot, how many in a minute and a half. These guys are getting the 17-18 range. And it's like, man, you guys are making it's pretty tough. Like mm-hmm. you got to go perfect. You can't miss. Like, but long, long story short, sorry for, for rambling. It's um. But that's a common detail I see in a lot of the shooters I work with. Um, attention to detail, they're, they're laser focused on the object in hand. And then also, they miss, it's cool. Next one's going in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not letting it dwell on. Everybody's going to miss shots. Clay Thompson, yeah. one of the greatest shooters of all time, is, is going to miss shots. And and that's, you know, you mentioned the, the difference between that and some younger kids, maybe a high school player who is a good shooter, but they start to get in the slump. The difference is usually that mental flip of how long do they stay in the slump, right? Yeah. A good, good shooter will, or a great shooter, Clay Thompson, mm-hmm. like they'll have it down, but they can pop back faster. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen high school kids be really good shooters and they might go two weeks, like still yes. in the slump before they kind mm-hmm. of swing out of it. Yes. Whereas uh, for a great shooter, it might be one game, it might be like a half, and then they come yeah. out in the third quarter and boom, 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 boom. Like it took them yeah. that that quick they're able to, to bounce back. You, it's yeah. mental. Do you remember that clip of uh, Steve Kerr talking to Steph? Steph went 0 for 9 in the first half, and he's walking to the locker room. He's just talking. He was like, it's going to fall. Just trust it. You're doing the right thing. It's going to fall. And Steph ended up exploding in the second half, but just that trust that Steve had and just putting his arm around him like, hey, like, just keep going. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Steph didn't need that, but just hearing right. that, it's like, you know, you're right. Like, and he ends up, you know, hitting thing, eight threes in the second half and just, you know, the next one's going to fall. It's just that it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a it's a great point. The the impact that a couple of words can have, as you as you mentioned, he's yeah. still the great shooter with or without yeah. Steve Kerr's words. But <laughs> as a coach, you can't tell me that that doesn't play a, at least a little bit of a role, right? For yes. for all of us, uh, as far as having that pat on the back when when we need it, always feels good. What are some of the things with shooting that you feel like coming into to the league? You know, players that are maybe newer in the league or coming right. Uh, out of college that they need to continue to improve upon in order to be able to succeed at the next level? Yeah, uh, really big on uh, square in the air. So, like, I'll do a lot of drills where our feet might be turned. And we're going to square in the air. And when I want to get to our apex, the highest point of our shot, right here. Um, so I do a lot of drills with, with footwork. You might be turned. And then let's just square in the air. Uh, really um, – that's a big thing because like you think about JJ Rickle, he's coming off that with those floppy. You know, he's getting and he's turning mm-hmm. square, and it's just like you don't have time. That's to, so tough. <laughs> like that's so tough for like a normal. Uh, I mean, to be 
you're running away from the basket. You're catching, yeah. you're locating the rim. There's somebody, I mean, uh -huh. keep going, but I mean, like it's, it's, yeah. it's tough. And um, so really being on full work and being efficient with our movements, like everything, you know, it might seem boring. And like, even when we're talking about the skill development part, but Hey, we're going to be efficient. So a lot of my guys, like common theme, you're always going to hear me say, is like, Hey, hips, hips. People are like, what the, what's that? What is he talking about hips? And I, you know, I break down to them like, Hey, we got to have our hips loaded. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's all right. Hips got to be loaded because once they're low, there's nowhere to go but up. And let's mm -hmm. not overcompensate. I'm not mean like really hunch down. It's like, no, right. no, no. So I have a playlist on my computer. I, I do a, a playlist every day, just something, something random. So I put together uh, last season just a bunch of guys in transition, a bunch of guys uh, relocating with their hips. Um, look at uh, Corey Kispert, uh, Steph Curry, Buddy Healed. When they're coming in transition, when they're relocating, their hips always have a slight bent. So when they catch, they're going up. And there's no dip. Like they might have a dip right here, which I'm cool with. That's fine. Um, but it, their hips are bent. So I, I show all my guys, like, this is what I need. Slight bent. There's nowhere to go but up. And then they feel they're like, oh, shoot. Like, I didn't even notice that. It's like, yeah, because you catch, dip, like, sit down, and then you go up. It's like, mm -hmm. you got Pascal Siakam <laughs> closing out, P. <laughs> You're six foot one. <laughs> you don't have Not time to. <laughs> yeah so you really gotta you know we gotta cover the fat we gotta be efficient with everything so break that down a little bit more for yeah. our listeners because um well, uh, that differentiation between you know like you, you say being loaded and i always use the term loaded and, and i talk like your levers like your hips are a lever okay. your knees are a lever your ankles yeah. are a lever shoulders a lever elbows a lever and your wrist is a lever and those are your six levers right so mm -hmm. um talk talk about like being back with the hips but like that ball being able to like come down and up and the differences there I, I think I'm just thinking like a someone who hasn't put that much thought into it might be a little yeah a little confused yeah well the way the way I teach it is just so like let's say we're coming to transition we're coming down a lot of guys when they catch they're dipping they're dipping their hips like sitting down and then going up which cool get your shot off quick it's kind of over top but once we get more detailed into it um I really teach my guys, like, really drop your hips an inch. Just drop them a little bit. Because sometimes when I tell guys, they, like, try to sit down and, like, mm -hmm. shuffle, shuffle, and, like, no, now you can't get to the spot fast enough. Remember, we got to get efficient. Get to that corner. Sprint. Get there. Have your hips ready, under control, engage the core, and we're going up from there. And something I say, like, you know, it's like a, <laughs> you know, it's like a gun. Or it's like, you know, we don't want to get jammed. Like, we got to have our hips loaded, everything flowing. Uh, cause you know, we see sometimes guys with a, a hitch, like the, from your feet, like you're talking about, everything is a lever. Then it'll be like a hitch up top and then mm -hmm. the shots go. Mm -hmm. So really just having that, that flow, that flow, everything has to be one motion, a machine flowing up like water. You know, I'll, I'll tell Stanley Johnson and something I talk to him about a lot is you're like a wave. I want you just flowing up, you know, I'm, um, but yeah, hopefully I don't know how if I'm explaining well, but yeah, having our hips loaded. The big thing. I wish I could show you video on it um, and explain it better. But hips load is something I'm, I'm very I preach a lot and ready to explode up. I think that's a great teaching point for a lot of our listeners. If if you have a, a common, you said hips are something that you say a lot. What I hear a lot of coaches say is bend your knees, but I like hips a lot better. I also use hips hips a lot better. Um, because if I drop my hips back, my knees are already going to bend slightly. Whereas I can yeah. bend my knees, but not bend my hips, right? For the most part, my, I could get my knees to bend all the way forward. That's not a comfortable or, or sitting down into a mm -hmm. shooting, 
shooting stance. Um, so if, if you're somebody who said, hey, you know, bend your knees or, or use your legs, like those hips back, those hips loaded, I think that's a great uh, yeah. teaching point that you mentioned. Yeah. Coach Alman would always say, bend, bend your knees, bend your knees, mm-hmm. uh, make a play for your teammate. And that's what he'd always say at Oregon. So, yeah, he, he, I would hear that a lot. Bend your knees. Yep, yep. I love the I love the hip the hips back. The knees are all automatically going to going to bend yeah. in that situation anyway. Mm-hmm. When you first when a player first comes into the league, are there mm-hmm. some common habits now that you've been doing this for a little while, working obviously with a, with a lot of NBA players? Are there some common habits that you notice that you try to work on early? Uh, teaching them how to work. I think a lot of guys don't know how to work. I think a lot of guys think they work hard or even have the other end, the guys get to the NBA. They think, they think it's sweet. They think, Ooh, I made it. It's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Yeah. It's hard getting here. It's harder staying in the NBA. <laughs> Cause I have a guy right now, like you think like uh, Amari Spellman, first round pick Atlanta Hawks for a year, about six years ago, five years ago. Um, he's out the league. I mean, he's just not playing basketball. He's, he's trying to get back into the EuroLeague, and he's eating back in shape. But what I love about his testament is, you know, he went from first-round pick playing with the Warriors to, man, you're at home. <laughs> you're training. Now you're, you're with me, and you're this last effort to to get back and such a good hard to do. But he'll admit, like, man, just living the NBA life. I just thought I could go to practice. That was enough. And he was like, you know, but when I look back, like when it came to trade trade times, like of course people are trading because I'm not in the gym at night. I'm not. I'm not doing this. And it's like, I, I love his testimony. I'll let him say it one day. But it's like, wow, like mm. you're one of the guys who, I mean, you let the opportunity slip, and now you know it's you know, and it's it's great because it made you a better man from it. Because we all should learn from our failures. But uh, a lot of guys don't know how to work, or they come in. It's like we talked about earlier. Touched on the thirty minute workouts. Yeah, we're going to go for 30 minutes hard. Extreme focus. You're going to be drenched in sweat. Then we're going to get you off your feet. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, and then you're going to go relax. Um, we don't have to be in here an hour and a half, you know, six hours. And sometimes we might be in for an hour, yeah. But um, a lot of guys just don't know how to work. Mm-hmm. They just they might be in the gym just BSing. Ah, shooting half game speed. No, no, everything we do is going to be game speed. It's going to mm-hmm. be efficient. Uh, so I think that's a common thing with a lot of young guys that, when they first get to me, whether it's a pre-draft that I'm do that I do, or whether it's um, Andre Stojakovic, you know, he's McDonald's All-American, he's at Stanford, but he's just learning how to work. And then he's not having the freshman year that the media said, he, you know, thought he would have. And it's like, yeah, I, I, you know, you're learning how to be a pro, you're learning how to work. Like this is, we're playing the long game. Don't think I got to be a one and done. I got, oh, my dad is patient. No, 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 no. And to really teaching him that. So it's just the mental side of it and being a pro in your daily approach. What do you put into your body? And like we talked about offline, it's like, how do you treat people? Like uh, teams are looking at everything. They're going to find everything out about you. And also, if you're one of my guys, you know, it's really big. You know, people don't always, always remember what you said to them. They're going to remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. So with all my athletes, man, it's, it's really important that we're, we're better humans, not just better basketball players. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. true in life, true in sport, are, are, it's really big um, – saying you'll hear you'll see me tweet you'll see me repost it sometimes somebody else puts it but it's it's just i like things to translate my training so i try to relate life and basketball a lot mm. but yeah it. i love it i love it the and, and great testimony i was playing so when i played basketball let's see one season in germany i specifically remember one practice i was at and mm-hmm. it was a teammate he played for georgia tech national championship he was one of the top power forwards coming out of high school in the country and uh, we were running sprints 
and uh, he didn't touch the line. And uh, I was like, you know, so we finished the sprint. And I was, yeah, I yelled at him. Like, I was like, Theo, yeah. touch the line, you know, and it's like February where, you know, we started in August. I mean, we're, it's the dog days of the season, right? Like, Theo, touch the line. I don't know what was up with Theo that day, but he looked at me with like these sad eyes and he's like <laughs> six, nine, seven foot five wingspan. I mean, yeah. good. Like he's a big six, nine. Mm-hmm. He's like, Steve, that's why I'm here. Yeah. And I was like, it like cut to my soul when he told me that. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's deep. Yeah. from where I was at, I was like, I feel like I'm getting all the juice out of the orange, right. With, with like, yeah. just trying to be <laughs> at this level, but I'm looking at this guy who was one of the top players in the country out of high school. And, you know, like this was the bottom for him, you know, the yeah. ceiling would have been the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, and at this point now it's, it's too late. And he's, he's just mm-hmm. like playing, but also just like the, like the regret and things like that. And, and so you don't want to have, have that obviously, but, um, yeah, just that that's that story just I, yeah. I still almost get chills. I'm just like, oh man, like you don't want to have that that regret, yeah. you know. It's um, it's funny, people want to be coached. Omari was telling me the same thing. Um, because he's here this week because he's with this agency. Um and so they they, they hired me to to work with him, help me get him back in shape when I'm in town. But uh he was just saying, like, people want structure, they want to be coached. Even sometimes we've had players who might go against it a little bit. It's like they ultimately want to be held accountable. And it's like as as people, if you love someone, you're going to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. You really care for someone to have their best interest. Like I hope, like, man, if I was messing up Steve, you're like, hey, Zach, it's not smart. Or hey, it's not, you know, it means you care. If you just let it slide right. by or like, oh, he didn't do the drill. Uh, he, you know, way. Do we really have the person's best interest at heart? Mm-hmm. So it's really, yeah, really important. It's funny you touched on that because I feel the same exact way. I think that's a important, especially as player development coaches, because there's a part of being a player development coach where your client has to like you. Otherwise they're not going to be around you. But at the same time, you have to care more about what's in their best interest than Mm -hmm. them liking you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I want, Mm -hmm. I want everybody to like me. Don't we all? Yeah. And I need, and I, I need you to like me, but I need to be comfortable enough that like, Zach, this is what's best for you. Like this, yeah. you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you the truth. We're we're going to work on this because you know those are the things that that we need to do during the course of the season. I got to be more comfortable there than just like, hey, giving you a pat on the butt. Hey, you're the best. You're awesome. What do yeah. you want to do today? Blah blah blah. Um, that's a a unique position I think that we're in for anybody that does player development full time, mm-hmm. and uh, it's very important for us to kind of self evaluate because if we don't put ourselves in that position and understand who we are, how can I now go and help somebody else? If I don't understand yeah, my I, own foundation first. 100. You hit it on your own foundation. What What are your values? You know, I kind of, well, I think a foundation, I think of a, a square, like what are you building a house on? What are your four pillars or however it may be, but it's, it's be as a play development coach for all the young, younger guys listening out there, be yourself, find your voice. You know, don't try to be someone you're not. Don't try to, you know, if you try to be a screamer or don't try to be their friend. It's like be you or they're organically, the relationship will grow. But also have the player's best interest at heart. Like, hey, if they're slacking, call them out. Because at the end of the day, when they lay their head down, they're going to be like, ah, he cares about me. Mm-hmm. But then some guys try to be their friend too much. Oh, I don't want to lose them. 
It's like, no, no, you end up going to lose him because mm-hmm. when they players can realize, like, oh, the person didn't have my best interest. Like, no, 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 be yourself. But also from the beginning, like, establish your foundation, your values. I think set expectations. You know, hey, this is what I need. I tell all my guys, like, I don't, I don't give an F if you miss. I don't care if you miss. I need your attitude and effort. Mm-hmm. Those, are, those are things I need. An extreme focus. You step into this workout. You don't have that, get out. Mm-hmm. Even I told Benedict Matt, all my guys. So there's times I've had to get on them. And, you know, you think like, dude, you're going to tell Benedict Matherin this, you know, first round pick or like, you're getting after these guys. And essentially I would, I would need them for my brand, but I was like, no, I have values. Here's my bar. You got to meet me here. And at the end of the day, I feel like I've gained their respect from mm-hmm. that of like, oh, shit, this guy cares. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think other young coaches, if you're out there listening, you know, it's important, you know, be you and, mm-hmm. and hold guys accountable and, and things are going to work out. Yeah. You know, things will work out. That's some wisdom right there. What are the standards and principles you want to live by? And you got to, you got to stick to it every single day, regardless of every day around and what the circumstances are. Um, hey, I want to do, I want to do a couple quick hitters. These aren't necessarily yeah. like quick hitter questions, but I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. fire it and just like a couple thoughts that, that come into your mind. So you've had the chance to work with Phil Handy, one of the best player development coaches in the world. I mean, this, this guy could be an NBA, NBA coach. I know you oh, do, yeah. you do an awesome job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think makes him so effective teaching the game? Uh, similar, his his way to see the game, touching the detail, like you see, he'll put the pylons out, but he's not just going to a pylon and, and getting there, like just, all right, we're going to do this move. You know, there's a reason behind the move. We might shift. You know, he does a great way of explaining how the defender and you have a belt on. You really have to shift them off your line, then attack these angles. And so I, I took that from him and, and, and ran with it. And uh, he does a great job of that. And, and really, he taught me because um, I was I didn't, he was I was doing it before he even said it. It's just being in the trenches with the players, building that sweat equity right there on the floor. It's like you build a bond. And that's how you build that trust with the players, really, in the trenches. And Phil does a great job building relationships and just getting the best out of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil is what you see. That's what he is. He's a great guy. He he is open to helping others like man he helps me so much and you know in our business like we talked we touched about a little bit sometimes you know people are a little standoffish you know people are a little like and he just shows love he's like no nah, i'll help you what can i do meet me halfway if you know if i if i need something he'll be there so phil is just great man all around can't can't speak any higher of him. he's amazing very cool very cool uh a film session what does a film session look like you said sometimes you're not going to be you know on the court you know, what mm-hmm. are some of the nuggets of, of a, a basic film session, even if it's just a, a few minutes with some of your players? I mean, if if you follow Zach on Instagram, I mean, there's a ton of clips of you, right? You're on your laptop, you're, you're sitting on a bench with, with one of your guys, and, and you're going over some yeah. different aspects of the game. Yeah, we're going over um, a lot of things that go over missed opportunities. Not so much missed shots. I might look at missed shots a little bit to see, okay, um, you know, how is our form technique getting into that shot? Uh, but a lot of it's missed opportunities, like – it won't even be about them scoring. Hey, you missed the guy in the corner. Hey, you had this option, A, B, C. Because um, it's not only about them. Like, it's about, no, how do you perform? You got to make your team better. You know, so sometimes I'm just showing them, hey, hey, Payton, uh, you you missed uh, Nimi on a cut. You could have made that pass, but you threw up a BS shot. You know, it's just, uh, so a lot of the missed opportunities, um, misses, assists. Uh, I, I'm breaking down everything. I'll sit one foot. You know, what's our percentage going off of one foot versus two? You know, when we get three dribbles, what's our percentage? And the shot clock, what are we doing? 
So everything I learned from the Lakers at Oregon, I've just built this database and kind of just built this things that I'm looking for. And I switch up every time. I try not to get stale with it. Um, some days, if the guy's in the funk, I'll pull up clips from like, like Peyton. If he gets in the funk, I might throw, make a playlist with Oregon makes and with NBA makes. I'm like, you belong. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. Somewhere makes it. It's a step back or whatever. It's giving you guys confidence. I might show Danny Green, Frank Kaminsky, you know, San Antonio highlights, uh, you know, Frank, some Charlotte, you know, or Phoenix, when he's playing his best basketball highlights, you know, not highlights, but, you know, a playlist, just like five, you know, three to five clips, kind of giving them confidence. So it's always different. It's always different. Someone like an Andre, who's probably the youngest guy I work with, um, it, they were really dissecting the game. Just a <laughs> lot of missed opportunities. Uh, are we efficient with our steps? You know, he's taking his he a bad shot selection at the moment. Uh, for some shots so just really teaching like hey we can get a better one uh, so it's stuff like that that's what I'm always breaking down very cool last question here if, if you could go back in high school and play what would be mm-hmm. one two intangible things that you would try to implement uh, for yourself as a player and one to two skills that you would try to you know improve when you were a player skills definitely be ball handling ball handling I did not I I got by in JUCO in high school w- with my ball handling, but I was I was a shooter like from mm-hmm. a young age. Uh, and the high school coach ended up becoming my father. Took me in. Um, he would have me watch Ray Allen and JJ Redick highlights, and then once get to high school, it'd be Clay Thompson, Danny Green highlights. Like this is what you need to be like, you know, three and D guy. Like okay, like <laughs> so. Um, I never worked on ball handling. So then when I got to like Oregon, when I went to walk on there, I was like. Playing versus Dylan Brooks, Jordan Bell. I was like, oh, I cannot put it on the floor. <laughs> this is not happening. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was like, oh, man, I should have worked on that. Uh, up here mentally, uh, really just probably that next play mentality. I think I was a victim of that, like missed three, four in a row. And uh, I'm big, big person in my life. I've, I've learned by learned a failure. So looking back, like I've learned from a lot from that. But uh, sometimes I begin those shooting slumps. Yeah, I didn't have that. It's going in, it's going in. But ah, yeah. no, shoot, shoot it with intention. Mm-hmm. Have intention with everything you do on and off the court. Awesome, Nuggets. Uh, Zach, this has been great. There's a million other questions I could ask you, and, and I hope that you know we take the time to, to touch base again. Um, no, thank we'll you for it. taking the time to be on the Coach's Edge podcast, man. This was great. No, thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you to all our coaches who are listening. As always, get after today.